you know, if you want to change your perspective about your life and you want to change your perspective about what's possible, then you have to start, literally, we start right now looking at what you have differently. And the best way to do that is through a gratitude list. What I want most for women everywhere is to stop playing small and step into your unique power so you can finally show up as the fullest, biggest, and truest version of you. But that requires that you first get crystal clear about who you are and then let go of everything that you're not. I'm here to teach you how to know yourself, trust yourself, and honor yourself so you can create a deeply aligned, deeply empowered, and deeply inspiring life. You know, the one you were actually sent here to have. Come on, let me show you how. So this is the week of Thanksgiving here in the United States, which is a federal problematic holiday, yet a huge holiday here for us. And of course, all of this has made me think a lot about gratitude because that is kind of what it's morphed and evolved into now and here with COVID going on and everything. I spent the holiday alone, got up and went for a hike in the park, which I love to do and just kind of gave me a lot of time to think and pray and go through all of my processes that I normally do when there. And so I wanted to talk about the importance of gratitude specifically, like personally in my life and why it's something that I really hope you anchor into and really focus on moving forward. So I always say, I think especially this year, you know, you have heard a million things about having a gratitude practice and why it's important and gratitude, gratitude, you know, this is not I know for 99% of you listening, this is nothing new that you have heard before, but to really kind of personalize it and just share, you know, this year, earlier this year, I really made an intention to keep a consistent gratitude journal. So there is an app that I love that's called Grateful and um, it's an app on my phone and you, you know, can save it and you can print it out and make it into notebooks and all kind of stuff. But really wanting to focus on, especially right after my Bali retreat earlier in March and coming back, I came back to United States after the pandemic and, you know, everything was going haywire. The world is shutting down. I'm like, I don't know where my income is going to come from. There were retreats planned for Morocco later this year. And I knew none of that was happening. And for me, when everything external gets really hectic and crazy, I have to ground myself. I mean, I think we all do, but I have to ground myself going in. And so it's like, instead of going on and on every day, stressed out about what I don't have, what's not here, what's not enough. For me, it's incredibly empowering to shift my focus to what I do have. And one of the things that it's done for me is really just to, because it's been a really consistent practice this year is to really anchor in on how much I do have and on the deeper level, how much I have that, trying to think about how to phrase this, like 
so many of the things that I want that have kind of been held out in the future are things that I actually have right now. And so for me, my practice is, you know, it's really important to define consistency for yourself, what that looks like. Does consistent for you mean one time a week, twice a week, every single day? My sole goal is every single day. I don't always get to it, um, but I still kind of hold that as my goal. But being able to really anchor in what those 10 things are. So when I write my list, I always start with, I'm grateful for, I always repeat that sentence, and then I'll generally kind of add an addendum on or flesh it out a little bit more. But when you're doing 10 things every day, you know, I think it really helps you to focus on what some of the quote unquote smaller things are, because the reality is the smaller things are the big things. Like our lives are only made up of a bunch of quote unquote small things put together that become the big things. And so one of the things that I consistently pray about, uh, you know, I'm consistently thanking God for, and is also on my gratitude list is like, I'm so grateful for this house and the neighborhood that I live in and I am safe. I don't live in a war zone. I have neighbors who are so supportive and so protective of me. I'm surrounded by, in this neighborhood, men who look out for me like I am their little sister. And so, so much of the safety and security that sometimes I have thought that money would bring in the future, I'm actually living and experiencing it right now. Things like being grateful for, you know, whether that's my car starting. I mean, I don't take that for granted because of experiences I had growing up where, you know, I there are a couple of things I remember of like our car kind of like exploding when we were in LA one weekend or one week years ago when I was little. And then another time where like our car stopped right in the middle of this super busy intersection in the city where we grew up. And it's kind of created some trauma. So where it's like, oh God, is my car going to start? Is this going to happen? You know, I've got almost, no, I have a little bit over 200,000 miles on my car. So small things of like, a lot of times we get so busy again in the day-to-day of our lives. And is this going to work? Am I going to get this job? Is this person, you know, going to respond to my request? Is this thing going to be on sale? All of these big external things that we cannot control that are going on in our lives. And it's like, wait, hold on, pause, take a breath. Let's also remember all of the little things, quote unquote, little things that are going on in your life that you have to be grateful for. You know, there has never been a time in my life, thank God, that I have ever gone to bed hungry. The majority of the world can't even say that. You know what I mean? And for me, especially with my like deep, deep reverence for God and and deep like kind of connection to spirituality, I don't ever want to get so busy trying to achieve outer stuff that I forget the fact that you even have breath in your body today is a blessing. So many people don't. The fact that you can pick and choose what you want to eat. You have a full refrigerator. Yes, you may not have you know, this money in your account, you may not know how you're going to pay a certain bill, or you may not see how you're going to be able to afford to go back to school for the PhD or the master's degree or move overseas or buy this other house. But let's bring it back and anchor it back into, you know, you are safe, you are nourished, you are not going to, you know, you're not going to contract any disease that has to, that's correlated to malnourishment. Again, you know, knock on wood, I don't have to worry about anybody coming and, you know, kicking my door down or living somewhere where I inherently feel unsafe. I have a super comfortable bed. I get a 
good night's sleep almost every night. I have a beautiful home that I live in that supports me, that I love. I feel like myself here. I'm so, so grateful for this house. And, you know, I mean, it's a phrase that goes around, but it's like, if I never got another thing, I couldn't complain. I have traveled the world. I have good, close, intimate friendships. I have been deeply loved by people and deeply seen. And I've been able to extend that to other people. And so I think, again, we live in this world, in this time, in this environment where we have endless to-do lists and people are constantly throwing at us what it means to be a good mother, what it means to be a good you know, employee, what it means to be a good father, how you're supposed to date, how you should do this on Tinder, you know, how you should, what your, your retirement account should look up, how much money you should have saved, what you should be doing for your your marketing strategy on Instagram and what you need to be selling for Black Friday. People are constantly, again, yelling at us about who we need to be. And, you know, I'm not surprised. Some kind of way this loops back to sovereignty of like, it is your job to continue to anchor in on who you are, what you have, because, you know, as the phrase says, like gratitude makes what we have enough. And I never want to be so busy and so disempowered feeling like, oh, I never get what I want. And I've been wanting to move overseas for two years and it's still not happening. And why is this not happening? Why is that not happening? Hold on, bitch. Wait a minute. You've got a lot of really good shit going on. And, you know, for me, even when I think about goals, a lot of the way that I create and manifest in my life, whether I'm creating programs or even in redefining the retreats, a lot of that for me starts around energy and creating from a very like magnetic, energetic space of what I want to feel, what I want people to feel, what I want to embody. And so when I think about the things that I want in my life, one of the big ones is safety, recognizing the ways I am living in that right now, I already have it. And so the more we are able to recognize what we have that then becomes our point of attraction and manifestation, meaning we can now expand from that point because you're not constantly walking around feeling like there's a deficit. So I'm not out in the world with my guard up. Yes, I'm very aware and I take precautions and I'm a what if thinker, but not in a way that I walk around scared. It's just literally naturally how my mind thinks and organizes and wraps itself around, you know, concepts or like especially with the surgery and different things. I had surgery back. I had a fibroid surgery, a laparoscopic robotic myomectomy back on um, in August of 2020. And so even with the surgery, as I prepped for that, yes, I ask a lot of questions and I want to make sure that I'm informed. But again, a lot of that goes back to making sure that I feel empowered. I feel confident about my decision and I'm clear about what's going on. And I haven't outsourced that responsibility to my surgeon or anybody else. And so Again, I think all of this when I am, when I can also recognize the safety that I already have in my everyday life, then I'm able to bring that power and that peace to everything that I do, including my surgery prep, because I know what safety feels like. I live in it every single fucking day. I bathe myself in it. I sleep in it. I am, again, in this house and the fact that I have electricity that I'm able to connect to the internet, that I can connect to Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime and watch all of these incredible, amazing shows for five or six dollars a month. It's like 
I have so, so, so much. And yes, I am an expansive being and I know that God has created me for more and sent me for more. But again, I never want to move from a place of I'm trying to expand because I think that I don't have enough right now. No, I'm expanding because I see what I have done with this. I know how grateful I am. And I'm aware of what I can do with even more because of how I treat and respect the things that I have now. So I hope that makes sense. And I think the other thing about focusing, the really important thing about focusing on what you have right now is that it helps to give you a new perspective. And so when you're able to look at the things that you have differently, like if you want to live your life differently, you have to see your life differently. And so if you want to see your life differently, you have to see your life differently. It doesn't mean, you know, there's a phrase I always say, which is that the data doesn't change. Your relationship to the data is what changes. And so again, between, you know, let's say you're going to start this tonight or you start it tomorrow or you start it in a week, your life for the most part is probably going to be the same you know, on a week to week basis. So the data in your life hasn't changed, but how you look at the data changes, how you perceive and experience the data changes. And so something that's really important for me is like, just on a values and soul level, I deeply believe in random acts of kindness, whether that's paying for people's food behind me, you know, paying for things at the store, you know, somebody else is behind me or, you know, hey, I don't carry cash a lot. So it's hard for me to give people cash, but picking up something. And and I'm not talking about sometimes it's homeless people, but that's not always homeless people. They can be regular, you know, people in the grocery store or people in a shop or whatever it is, and just kind of picking up the tab for them. And so a big thing for me is I love to be at the grocery store and add on a $10 gift card and turn around and give it to somebody behind me or just, you know, I'll have one and hold on to it for the next time I'm in the store. And then I'll give it to somebody random in the grocery store. And years ago, I used to always feel like, oh my God, it's $10. Like that's not enough. If you're going to do it, it needs to matter. It should be $50. It should be $100. It needs to be $75, something that's really going to make some impact. Who really gives a shit about a $10 gift card? But I think what I have learned for me, you know, partially through doing this practice, but then just even through other shifts in my life last year and this year is like, it really is less about the amount of money and more about the energy that you're creating that I create through my giving that, you know, number one, I love to give gifts. I love surprise. I love to give surprises and I love to receive surprises. So the person behind me is always surprised. And then there's a whole nother thing that is very interesting to watch how many people it's so hard for them to accept something. No, I can't take that. I can't. What do you mean? You can't take like you can take it. There's no I'm not going to try to enroll you into AARP or ask you to buy some Girl Scout cookies. I'm not going to ask you if you're registered to vote or anything else, like it's just a gift that a stranger is giving to you. Can you receive it? And again, that gets into a whole nother topic, but I'll just say like, it's very interesting to watch how many people can't even receive that are always so, I don't, you know, worried, concerned, whatever it is about kind of what is attached that they can't open themselves up to be present in the moment and receive the gift. And then for the people who do, again, it's less about the money and more about the fact that they're just like, oh my God, that was like, so kind. And I appreciate that so much. And thank you. And, you know, you don't have to do that. Oh, I know I don't have to do it. You don't have to tell me I don't have to, you know, I'm aware of that. I'm just doing it because, you know, I wanted to and 
I don't have to get into a long conversation with them, just kind of do it and walk off. And I love how it makes me feel being able to even visibly watch them shift and seeing how it makes them feel. You know, when we talk about attraction and creation and manifestation, it requires that you be in a certain energy. You know, again, if you hate your life, if you're always talking about what you have isn't enough, you're always worried about what you don't have, you get one bill paid and you can't even stop and celebrate that, or you get, you know, you hit one accomplishment and you can't even take a fucking moment to stop and celebrate that because you're already on to the next thing talking about what you don't have. How am I going to get this done? Yeah, I got that one bill paid, but I have these other bills that get paid and I don't know how I'm going to do that. And it's like, stop. (laughs) Let's take a breath. Let's have a little celebratory moment about what just happened and being in that high vibe, gratitude, excitement, grateful moment, even if somebody just paid for whatever, you know, your meal or something at Chick-fil-A or your coffee at Starbucks, like soak that in because that's the place where you want to think about future forecasting, creating a vision, you know, for your life, for yourself, for your soul, for the future, where you want to focus on just creation. That's your point of attraction. And so, you know, a lot of times I feel like the conversation around a gratitude list is thrown around so casually. And I don't know that people really get into the nuts and bolts of how important it is. And so it's one of the things that I've started to have my private one-on-one coaching clients do. And again, I can never force, you know, anybody to do anything. As I say, you know, in my onboarding packet is I'm here to hold the space for you and to show you the framework. And I a thousand percent know what I know. Now, the transformation is your responsibility. Doing the work is your responsibility. And part of the thing in my specific work and what I do is I'm not teaching you these set tried and true methods of something that's written in a book. Like when we're talking about energetics, I can't really explain all the details to you. Like, and especially, you know, for people who believe in God, who believe in spirit, you know, there's some things I know and I can talk about, but none of us know any of this with 100% certainty. But what I can tell you is I see how it works in my own life. I see how it's manifested in my own life. I see how it makes me feel in my own life. So as I always say, like, I'm not telling you what I think, I'm telling you what I know. And it's one of the things that I like my clients to do, because again, we have to start shifting the energy to, you know, if you want to change your perspective about your life and you want to change your perspective about what's possible, then you have to start Literally, we start right now looking at what you have differently. And the best way to do that is through a gratitude list. What are the 10 things? And sometimes it can be, you know, a struggle to do 10 things every day. But then on the flip side, it's like, bitch, you spent 24 hours alive in a human body and you can't think of 10 things you're grateful for. I'm grateful for, you know, by the grace of God, I ran that red light and nobody slammed into me. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for, again, you know, my bills are paid. I don't have to walk two miles to a village to get water. I've got water here pumped into my home, clean, well, relatively clean. We don't really know, but (laughs) relatively clean, fresh water being pumped into my home. I've got hot water on demand. You know, I live in a home with three bedrooms. I could, you know, three nights a week, sleep in a different bedroom if I wanted and then sleep on the couch. Like, I am already so wealthy. And so when I can really embody that and sit in that and anchor in that and understand that for my life, 
then that's a different place to create additional wealth. And, and then again, also something as simple as like, how do I use what I have? It's not a, oh, I'm going to give later at some point down the line. No, how do you give right now from where you are? Again, giving a dollar out of $10 is 10%. That's a lot versus I'm going to wait until I have, you know, a thousand and give a hundred. Okay, which I guess is still 10%. But again, you're left with much more than you are with the $10 analogy. And so something really small that I started doing earlier this year is like always calling my neighbors when I was going to the store. Hey, I'm going to the store. Do you guys need anything? Do you want me to pick you anything up? And so it has started this thing where it's gone on all year long. My neighbors call me when they're at the store. If they're going to pick up some food, sometimes they just, I would get plantain chips all the time in the beginning of the year. And so sometimes I'll just open the door and there'll be a bag of plantain chips or I'll get a text, hey, left some food at your front door. Or they cook and say, you know, hey, we made a plate, you know, made some extra for you, come over and pick it up. That to me is abundance. I love that. And so can I say, oh, I, I mean, I've lived in this house for 16 years. It's not something or 14 or 16 years. It's not something that we were doing before. But again, my gratitude is I love the way that I'm protected and supported by my neighbors and how they look out for me. And I can tell them in a minute, oh, yeah, I need these three or four things. And after my surgery, you know, my neighbors are like, hey, not playing around. If you need anything, you call. Don't be taking out no trash. Just text me. You know, I'll come in and lift it out of the trash can. Like, and that's something that I've always desired is to just feel having lived in a state. I live in Georgia now. I'm from New York, grew up in California, live in Georgia now. And I've been here since I came to Spelman at 18. So I've been here pretty much outside of two years back in California. I've been here since I was 18 years old. I've never lived around family. I've never, my sister was here for a hot spell, but I've never lived around family. I've never had, and I don't have any brothers. I don't have a big family. So I've never had that kind of support. And it's like writing the gratitude list and being able to focus on, you know, being very present and able to focus on everything that's going on in my life has made me realize, oh, you have it now. And it's not something that you have to hold out for some point in the future of when you get a man and when you, you know, do this and when you're in a certain kind of community. No, you already have it now. You already experience it now. And so this is a place where, again, I can refine and further develop what I want to attract in and what that looks like and what community looks like to me. I know community because I have it here where I live. And I don't know if I would have really recognized that had I not have started making the gratitude list. So it's just something, again, to kind of really think about. And I know, like I said, you guys have heard about gratitude practices for so long, but I really, really, really encourage you to start. I think, again, sometimes it's easier on your phone. I'm not normally a person who likes to do things on my phone, but I love the app because I specifically like to keep my list at night because once I'm making the list and then, you know, and for me, it's not just that I'm grateful that my car started. It's a, I'm grateful that my car started knowing that I have a car that I can turn on and I can go wherever I want in the city at whatever point in time makes me feel free. Like that helps me to anchor into my freedom. And I'm so grateful that I can, you know, really do whatever I want when I want to do in terms of mobility. I don't take that for granted. You don't have to write that much detail, but I think that it is kind of important to tie in why you're grateful for that thing. And the more you do that, the more 
I think especially when you're writing your list at night, by the time I get done with my 10 things, my vibe is so high that I go to bed just in this very, I would say, I guess, kind of attractive space. And I don't mean attractive in terms of pretty, but like my energy and my vibe is so high that a magnetic would probably be a better word. I go to bed in a very magnetic energy because it's like, oh, I forgot about this. And yeah, I did actually throw this food out because I didn't want to eat that. And then I ate this other thing or somebody sent some food to my house or I was able to watch, you know, binge watch a show that I love. And I'm so grateful that I have access to like, you know, great shows that keep me entertained and expand me and make me feel good at any moment in time. And then when I get done with my little list and I'm writing it in the dark, then I can roll over and go to sleep or roll over and listen to a story on my Calm app. And so I really, really love going to bed in that energy. So again, sometimes I do it in the morning, but my preference is to do it in the evening. And I would challenge you to, if you are not already doing it, start a list, start one, do one for 30 days. And if you have to put a reminder on your phone, do that. I think we are always so busy talking about what we don't have time to do what we forgot to do, or what's not important. But again, gratitude is one of these intangible things, you know, we think getting your Instagram content out is important, or getting the work to your boss is important, or, you know, getting this freshly cooked meal on the table is important. Yeah, but at some point, we have to start to prioritize it again, for me and what I believe about God and how I operate in my life. I never want to be so busy that I can't stop and say thank you for everything that I have, everything that I've been given. You know, one of my prayers is always, you know, give me eyes to see beyond what is happening. Give me ears to hear deeper than what is being said. Give me a soul that can and give me a heart or a soul that can discern the deeper feelings and emotions than what's actually being presented. And so That for me is what my gratitude list does. It helps me to see and tap into the ways that I already have everything and I already am all of it right now. So I hope you guys love this episode. I really hope that you do it. Again, the app is called Grateful if you want to go the app version. And if you do and you do it for 30 days or even just a couple of days, definitely message me because I want to hear about your experience and your aha moments. And that's all I have for today. So thanks for listening and I'll be back soon.